0: Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please be sure to search for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we're available on AmericaOutloud.news, which has thousands of podcasts and articles updated daily. And we always appreciate it when you share that on social media. Obviously, a lot going on around the country, Uh, certainly a lot going on with the Republican Party and a lot of these just absolute losers in the Republican Party. I mean, I think that they are intentionally, it's pretty clear at this point to me, sabotaging this Republican Party, these congressmen, just to... Try and ensure that President Trump does not win. They don't care if they torpedo the party, if uh, the polls go in the toilet uh, in a lot of these elections, as long as they hold on to their seats that they've held uh, for decades that they're pretty safe in. And we really need an uprising to primary So many of these Republicans who are just more concerned about themselves, the special interest, making the money in Washington, D.C., and they don't give a damn what their constituents want. I think I saw something like 90 percent of Republican voters want Jim Jordan to be Speaker of the House, yet these guys' heads are so far up their own rear end and they think that their farts don't stink, they continue to just push along and vote for someone else and just be a national embarrassment for the party and it's got to be intentional at this point i mean there's no other explanation why they just won't fall in line and vote for jim jordan who's got a proven track record rob it's so disappointing i could go on and on but what are your thoughts on what we're seeing in this speaker of the house battle
1: andrew i want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in tonight you're right. I, I don't know what's happening, what's going on here. But one thing I will say, and we pointed this out when Kevin McCarthy had to vacate his seat and there was a, so they say, a coup against him. And we're going to dissect this from many different angles. I know you have your thoughts. I have my thoughts on it as well. But uh, one of the things that I mentioned when this first happened is that I said that This is not going to stop things from happening uh, in that the government doesn't stop, the world doesn't stop, but what does stop is the purse and us giving money to different countries. But even with that, we see that that really hasn't necessarily stopped. Yeah, that doesn't matter anymore. Right, because Biden is still giving money to Ukraine, albeit Israel might not get money that they would want, but it hasn't stopped that spigot from giving money to Ukraine. And
0: remember, we predicted this happened. We said now that Israel is under attack, Joe, watch Joe Biden and the Democrats. They're going to try and use this as a reason to give more money to Ukraine. I mean... And what... And what Israel's did he do the, the other one night? That just came under attack, and yes, that's exactly what we've seen. He wrote a hundred billion dollars and sixty billion of it's going to Ukraine. He's sending more money to Ukraine than he is to Israel. I mean, I don't want to send money anywhere, but that's pretty unbelievable to me that he continues to give Ukraine even more money than Israel, who was just attacked. He tied
1: Israel's fate, so to speak, to Ukraine. When he gave that weak, lackluster speech last week on last Thursday, I, I thought it was fascinating how he said, well, we've got to help Ukraine. We've got to help Israel as if though he's making the case to people who aren't really wise that, well, if we're going to give to Ukraine, why not give to Israel? And if you want to give to Israel, why not? We, why wouldn't we give to Ukraine? Well, I'll tell you why. Ukraine isn't our ally. Ukraine has lost that war. It's over, buddy. It's over. Folks, stop dreaming. It's over. There's nothing more to be said. This will go on for another five years if we don't stop it. Zelensky will keep coming out, holding his hand out, wanting more money. We have to stop it. Now, some will say, well, if we do that, Putin would have won. Well, as one of our guests once said on the show, Heather Robinson, the New York Post, she was always against this war. Of us supporting the warfare in ukraine she was always against it and initially i'm like well why is she saying this and then she pointed out she said this isn't our battle okay that we will be here indefinitely we don't need to be there and she also pointed out she said we could have avoided all of this by saying ukraine does not need to be a member of nato that was russia's entire beef Putin did not want them to be a member of NATO because he felt that if they were a member of NATO, that we, if they, he would have Western troops or NATO in his backyard and he didn't want it. Why does Ukraine need to be a member of NATO? They don't have a standing army. They have absolutely nothing to give to us, but they have a lot to give to Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Now, some of you are probably saying, oh, my God, here we go again. No, we have to look at this. And that's the reason why we're in this situation, because a lot of people don't want to accept the fact. The only reason why we're in Ukraine is because of Joe and Hunter Biden. They're making you think that we're there for some mercenary reason and that we're trying to protect their borders. Well, what about our borders in the U.S.? It's wide open. We're the only reason why we're in Ukraine is because of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Plain and simple. And if we had an honest media, we would know the truth, okay? The media is a propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. The media at this point is useless. We could shut them down and we would still be able to function. We could shut them down and we would be a lot better off. The media needs to be held accountable. But at the same time, we have no business being in Ukraine. The only thing we're doing is giving them more and more money. Look, interest rate, 8%, inflation at an all-time high. Joe Biden comes out, oh, look at the job numbers. What do you mean, look at the job numbers? These are just people that are going back to the jobs that they left during the shutdown, the great shutdown. We should not be in Ukraine. They're not our ally. Why isn't Europe, why aren't the other European countries helping them out? They're sitting on the sidelines watching. And then you have the useless UN. We should evict them from the United States, kick them out of New York. They don't need to be here. They are useless. This is 2023, Andrew. I'm sorry. It's time for us to wake up. It's time for us to wake up and realize that all of our efforts, everything that we have been doing has fallen on deaf ears, and it's useless. We're like the welfare king giving out money to all these countries, and what do they give us in return? They show us their backside and say, hey, you turn around, and we're going to stick it up yours without any Vaseline. It's time we stop this. I'm sorry. It's it's a new day. I am sick of this.
0: Yeah, I'm sick of it too, and you know what else I'm sick of is just hundreds of millions of Americans – in many cases, have to put in sixty, seventy hours a week just to make ends meet, put food on the table for your family, and then you see this government just send a hundred billion dollars, sixty billion over to Ukraine, like it's nothing—not to homeless vets, not to fix in roads or uh, anything that could actually help people or the citizens, but to Ukraine. I mean, it's just a complete slap in the face to the taxpayers, and I don't know. Uh, what it's going to take for more people to stand up if they don't do it after this latest.
1: Well, you know that uh, we know that our government isn't going to stand up. You look at the uh, catastrophe we have in the House, which is what you started off talking about. We had said that the Congress would move on and it's still moving on. But we now see that there are people there that are just disruptors. Now, some would say that Matt Gates kicked out Kevin McCarthy. They should have had a backup plan. They should have done this. Could have, should have, would have, all that other stuff. It's meaningless. And as I said once before, Andrew, if they're not clever, if they're not clever, Hakeem Jeffries will be the next Speaker of the House. They're waiting. They're lying and waiting because they know that some Republicans will probably try to sneak off and go home and then they'll, let's do a vote. Look at the numbers from last week. Look at how close he came. And then these Republicans who are mad, who keep voting for Kevin McCarthy, Mike Scalise, they told you they don't want it. Are you guys brain dead? Let me just call off some of the names. I don't know who these people are. never heard of them before in my life. Don Bacon. Byrne of of Nebraska. Byrne Buchanan of Florida. Lloyd Chavez de Rimmer of Oregon. Anthony D. Esposito of New York. Mario Diaz Ballard of Florida. Jake Ellies of Texas, Drew Ferguson of Georgia, Andrew Garbino of Florida, I mean of New York, Carlos Jimenez of Florida, Tony Gonzalez of Texas, John James of Michigan, Mike Kelly of Pennsylvania, Marinetta Miller Meeks of Iowa, Kay Granger of Texas, John Rutherford of Florida, Mike Simpson of Indiana, of Idaho, Pete Staber of Minnesota, Ken Buck of Colorado, Jen Keegan's of Virginia, Nick. Lalito of New York, Steve Womack of Arkansas, Mike Lawler of New York, Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania, Thomas Keene Jr. of New Jersey, and Mark Molinaro of New York. We got a lot of New Yorkers here. What is the problem with these people? Just elect someone, the person won't be there forever. Just show the folks that you can work together. But see, these people have a personal vendetta. They're mad. Or, Or could it be, Andrew, that they're holding out because they know if we put a speaker there, Money will possibly go to Israel, and we don't want the money to go to Israel because we secretly don't like them. Certainly that can't be the case. Or could it be that they know that, oh, if we get Jim Jordan there, he's a hard-nosed Republican, and he won't, let some, he won't fund some of our pet projects that we want? Or could it be that they're just saying, well, we don't want to put someone there because if we do, we'll keep sending money to Ukraine, but that's happening regardless. I can't figure this one out. Now, I know a lot of people are saying this is democracy at play. we got to look at it, you know, and these people have principles, unlike the Democrats, because they would just put anyone there. I get it. I understand it. I know we have principles. Democrats have no principles. But look at what they're doing. Right. They're controlling it. They're making the Republicans look like idiots. Or could it be? that they're saying, well, we don't want Jim Jordan there because Jim Jordan is a Trump acolyte. And we don't want, we really don't want Trump in office again. We know that he's, he's a front runner, but we don't want him there. And I think, Andrew, you look at the numbers from Florida, I wonder if those Florida representatives support DeSantis. And maybe that's the reason why DeSantis has had a smile on his face as of lately, right? because is, he's thinking, it, hey, if they hold DeSantis, out. Has DeSantis ahead. endorsed Jim Jordan? I haven't heard. I don't know. But even if he hasn't, I mean, those Florida representatives that are holding out—maybe he's speaking in their ears and saying, "Hey, don't do it," because I can get this. I got a chance at this, and I will reward you handsomely. We are destroying ourselves, Republicans. If that is the case, if that's what they're looking at.
0: Yeah, um, I just looked it up. Apparently, Desantis does back Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House.
1: So. Well, so we think. Yeah, because you know, yeah, so you know he's—he's he he's not right. He's not loyal. Because we've talked about. We've seen him, that. Yep. Yeah, He told Trump that he was going to support him, and then the next thing you know, he stopped speaking to Trump because he had all the swampers of the party establishment telling him, oh, you're good-looking. Oh, they like what you did in Florida. And I got to admit he did a lot in Florida, but Andrew, a closer observation when you really look at it. He did do a lot, but there were some things that he did that he didn't have to do. There were some things that he did that just caused complete chaos, but still we give him accolades for what he did do in Florida. But what's happening right now, it, it's a shit show and it needs to end. We need for someone to stand up and say, look, we need to move this ball forward. We know you don't like these people, but we need to move it forward. And it would have been, I mean, just the, the thought that Jim Jordan getting in, it would have been a slap in the face of Democrats. And you would think Republicans would have wanted to deliver that slap. Yeah, it just highlights a bigger issue in this
0: country. We're seeing it with Republicans and Democrats alike, where these people who get into office, they get rich, and then they can pretty much just keep buying their way back into office. A lot of these guys aren't worried about losing their seats. Somehow or another, they end up winning their primary, and they, or they won't even have a primary opponent, which that needs to change. And then... It comes to them and a radical Democrat and these conservative voters will vote for this rhino, hold their nose while they do it because they don't want a Democrat in their district. And that's understandable. But we see that time and time again where the people who have the most wealth are the ones rising to the top in politics. I mean, it's happening in my state of Illinois. Governor Pritzker, a billionaire, the guy was clueless and all of a sudden he's governor of Illinois. Uh this is just how it works too often and uh it's just a huge problem that we've got to get to the bottom too. And like Matt Gates says, we need to get rid of all these rich packs and uh other donors that should be outlawed. You should only allow uh voters to donate and there should be a cap. There should be a cap, and
1: we should do that because like you said, there are too many people who rely on these big super PACs to control the narrative, they run on the advertisement, and that's one of the reasons why I really like Trump, because he was able to independently fund his campaign, and that's what a lot of people don't like, and again, the the media controls this, because people would say, oh, we want someone who's not beholden to all these special interest groups, and he wasn't, but at the same time, they did want someone who was beholden to the special interest group, because that person would deliver the... The whatever the special interest group wanted. So it's like, are you really looking and hearing what you're saying? I can't believe that in 2023, we're here. You would think Republicans would have said, hey, we got the majority. We're going to just move on by slim margin, of course. So had they gotten a full majority in the House, we would probably still be here where we are right now because you have a lot of Republicans who have their own ideas and their own thoughts as to what they want. We have people coming out of the woodworks now saying, oh, maybe I'll run a Speaker of the House. Right now, I think the only person who should do it would be Brian Donalds. And just imagine if the Republicans were to get behind him and say, no, we're going to run him because we're going to show the Democrats up. We're going to run him. Yeah, we're going to run him because he is a black man. And we're going to say, yeah, he's a black man and we're going to run him. And let's see how many of you aren't going to vote for him because if you don't, you're racist. Turn the, the script. Push it back on them because they want Hakeem Jeffries, a radical whose dad. And we spoke about not his dad, but his uncle. We spoke about his uncle being a radical who hates Jews. So flip the script and say, we're going to run this black man. And if you guys don't vote for him, it's because he's black. You don't like him and you're racist. (laughs) yeah i'm serious andrew i mean flip the script
0: i do like that but we know that won't happen because these republicans are losers They, they won't even think of uh doing that and they wouldn't call out their fellow republicans uh for being racist because like you said they're weak but yeah what we both know is this comes down to donald trump these guys are never trumpers that are not voting for jim jordan and that's the entire reason they're not voting for Jim Dorn. Don't let them tell you anything else. Uh, more on that after this quick break. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available Monday through Friday at nine PM Eastern, eight PM Central, or six PM on the West Coast. We'll be back with more after dark with Robin Andrew.
2: The pandemic may be over for some For 25% off your first order. How
3: can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with CoFix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? CoFix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. CoFix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we Don't forget, how loud twenty-five at checkout.
0: Continuing this discussion tonight, uh, we're going to switch to the uh, Jihad Squad and talk about their latest tactics and all these uh, anti-Semitic comments they've been making. To the point where even uh, John Fetterman had to come out and call them out, say these people should be ashamed of themselves, basically siding with the terrorist. I mean, anytime. Uh, Hamas puts out propaganda to leave AOC and Omar, come out and parrot it like it's the truth. We saw that with the bombing of the hospital. I mean, these people came out. They acted like it was the truth. They wanted Joe Biden to stop Israel, and they continuously tweet tweet about uh, Joe Biden wanting to stop Israel. And we all know why. It's because they hate Jews. Uh, Omar... And Tlaib have a long history of saying and hanging out with very anti-Semitic people and saying anti-Semitic things. So it's no surprise. But uh, the Democrats have a huge problem on their hand to where even some of the most progressive ones like John Fetterman is calling them out. I was surprised
1: that John Fetterman actually called them out and said, no, Israel needs to defend himself. Now, him doing that, I don't want people on the right to get it twisted because John Fetterman is still a loser. I mean, you can say good things, although you're a loser. Remember that. We can't start like trying to uh, put him up on a pedestal and say, oh, well, maybe he should run with Donald Trump like they were doing John Kennedy, uh, what is Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? or maybe he should be a running mate for Trump. Whoever came up with that lame brain idea, I'm like, you need to have your brain checked. No, he should not. He can't. He's still a lefty. So although John Fetterman had a moment of clarity and calling out his party, doesn't mean that he's on our side. He's still a bad person. He's still a bad actor. Now, that being said, I want to address your opening. You're saying about AOC and Rashida Tlaib and Ilion Omar. Is anyone shocked or surprised that we have college students out in the streets praising the Hamas, making them out to be the victim? Is anyone, is anyone surprised? I'm not surprised. What do you expect? Look at what has been happening over the past couple of years. I mean, think about it. These are the same people who were out in the streets talking about Black Lives Matter and how the police are bad, but they won't say anything about Black people killing black people in Chicago, Detroit, New York City, Atlanta, New Orleans, California. You had Miss Israel, who's a black woman, to come out and say Black Lives Matter does not matter. It's a fake group. Now, no one's going to interview her and take her story, especially not on PMSNBC, whose rating, by the way, has like plummeted since they're in the camp of Hamas. But are, should, are any of you surprised about this? I'm not. I'm not at all. Because these are the same people who were out saying black lives matter and we need to make certain that we do all this for black people. Meanwhile, black people are killing black people. Black people are killing other people. And when you start to cite the statistics, they'll say, oh, I don't want to hear that. These are the same people. And then you got that, the people who are in the corner who just downright hate the Jewish people. Oh, Jews are bad and Jews, they did this and Jews controlled this and Jews, Jews, Jews. That's a small segment of the population. And I don't even think that should enter into the conversation, considering what happened. Now, even Heather has come on the show, and I always refer to Heather because she has been so generous with her time, and she gives us insight into the Jewish community because she herself is Jewish, and she doesn't always agree with Andrew and I. But she has even come on and said that, you know, in order to get peace in the Middle East, the Jews need to give up something, and the Palestinians need to give up something. But on that fateful day in October, when everyone was minding their own business, and to have these savages, these butchers, barbarians, terrorists, to come in and just start killing people, just literally killing people, and then you want to tell me we need to feel sorry for the Palestinians, and what the Hamas is doing is great. Now we don't. We need to take down all the pictures they're seeing of missing people because this is Israel's fault. No, no, no. Don't get it twisted, because if you're going to say that. What if the police were to come into the black community and just start shooting up black people because, well, they, they, they've been uh, committing crime. They've been stealing in the store. So we need to kill them. Is that OK? Because that's in essence what you're saying. But when these vicious barbarians went in and started killing innocent people, killing babies and mothers and daughters and husbands and grandmothers, raping the women, and then you want to tell me, well, this serves them right. We don't care because of what they've been doing. Really? You want me You want me to actually look at that and say, oh, no, big deal. Well, because the Israelis, they took their land. What land did they take? They gave them the Gaza Strip. Look at history. They gave it to them, and then they supplied them with food and water and protection. And 2005, take it, before then, actually, take it. And then in 2005, what did they let happen? They let Hamas come in. And steal the election the same way we allow Joe Biden to come in and steal the election of 2020. And look at the chaos that has pursued that has followed after that. Inflation. Supply chain problem. Look at the crime. We were all living peaceful until Joe Biden stole the election with the Democrats and big tech. And then you have some Republicans who are mad at Jim Jordan because, well, Jim Jordan, he was going to help Trump. He helped Trump steal the election. Liz Cheney sitting in the background, we can't let him. If you guys let him be the Speaker of the House, we're just doomed. Okay, then I'd rather be doomed, Lizzie. You got Republicans to this day who are afraid to come out and call the election for what it was and say, no, there was malfeasance that took place that should not have happened. We didn't make that up. We didn't dream it up. And by them trying to rimrod Trump with all these trumped up charges – When any lawyer worth his law degree would say, this makes no sense, this should not be happening, don't believe it, these are the same people, Jamie Raskin, Maxine Waters, who stood on the House floor trying to take the election from Trump, questioning the certification. They get the same thing with Bush, Bush Jr., and now when Republicans have evidence and they say, no, we, we, we want to question this, it's all at once, it's an insurrection. No, the insurrection was what took place in the Capitol Rotunda the other day when you had all these radicals staging a sit-in saying that, oh, we need to get these people out of Israel. We need to tell them they need to stand down. They don't need to be going against Hamas. What do you mean by stand down? Now that they're saying that they're going to clean up the place and get rid of Hamas, now you want them to stand down? No, we should be saying go in. Kill them all. Get rid of Hamas. Because in war, that's what you do. You go to kill. You don't go to go in and go play hopscotch. You kill them all. And now that you see the footsteps of inevitability is up on them, now you want them to stand down, Israel. Don't say anything. So is anyone surprised that these anti-Semitic Democrats are coming on full force? I'm not surprised. Now we see who they are, and now it's up to the Jewish community if they're going to accept it and say, wait, they're showing us who they are. We need to believe them, or are they going to sit back and say, oh, well, no, we're not going to say anything. And while they kill them, if you want to die, die. If you want to accept them from who they are, then die. You will die. You will be killed. You will be persecuted on the streets. They will come to your homes and protest the same way they came to the homes of our Supreme Court justices. So all you Jewish people who live in your little Jewish neighborhoods that keep voting for Democrats, well, you're voting for your death. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You're signing your death warrant because they don't care about you the same way they don't care about black people. They just want your vote. And then once they get your vote, they're going to look the other way. Look at Ilion uh Omar, Rachida Tlaib, go look at their district, people. I keep telling you, go look at their district. Look at what their district is comprised of. That is the reason why they keep coming, they keep being voted for, and they keep winning elections. Go look at their district. It's time to wake up. They should not be on the hill. No, I'm not saying the Muslims shouldn't be there, but those two should not be there. I don't want to hear their voices. Their voices is not about free speech. Their voices is about terrorism. We need to call them out. Ten years ago, they wouldn't even be there. We would have been able to call them out. They would have been afraid to even speak out with the, what they're saying. They would have been afraid to even go out and say some of the evil rhetoric that they're spewing. They would have been afraid because true Americans would have turned against them and called them out. They wouldn't have harmed them like they will do to us, like, they're, like they want to do to Jews. They're creating an environment. And then they say Trump was creating an environment on Jan says, No, these women are creating the environment of hate. You're going to have some crazy person that's going to go out there who's going to cause harm. Listen to our fellow brothers and sisters in the Jewish community saying they're afraid to be on the college campus. Well, are you afraid to vote for Democrats? Because if you're not, you're bringing this up on yourself. I'm just going to speak the truth. And I've said the same thing about this to black people. You keep talking about Democrats, Democrats, they're going to help us. They're not going to give you a damn thing. We want reparations. You look look at Indian Americans and Native Indians. And I've said this before, and it might not be the popular thing, but I mean this. Cut the spigot off. If they haven't managed to get on their own two feet by now, it will never happen. Cut the welfare check off. End it immediately. No preferential treatment for them. End it. Close down these casinos. Everyone should have access to those casinos. Why are we still funding them? Why are they still a protective class of people? It's discrimination. End it immediately. See, this is how the government tricks you. This is how our government says that we're going to help you. But in actuality, they're causing more harm than helping you. So I'm not at all surprised when I see these college students on these college campuses. I see these people in these town squares. I see Ilyan Omar and Rashida Tlaib being emboldened, feeling bold to go out and to say that Israel needs to stop. What about Hamas? Tell Hamas to stop. And if the Palestinians are so dire straits, why won't the other Arab countries open up their doors and accept their fuller brethren? They won't do it because they're afraid of them. You have the king of Jordan to say, no, that is off the table. We will not open up our borders. So you can protect your borders. You can keep your borders closed, but the United States can't. And then to have these people, AOC, to say, oh, Well, we should accept some of them. No the hell we shouldn't. We don't know who they are. Why is she even being given a microphone? I called this off from day one. I said, why are they putting a microphone in front of her? Why? She doesn't know what she's saying. She's just as stupid as the day is long. A lot of these women up there, a lot of them are radicals, and they're stupid. And I'm not saying this to be misogynistic. Because there's some smart women that are out there. Condoleezza Rice. Smart, but they won't give her the microphone. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, they'll say that she's crazy. Oh, they can. you can talk about her all you want to. But AOC, the only reason why she's given the microphone is because someone has a hard-on in their pants for her. Yes, I said it. Because she's dumb. She's not smart. She's not even good-looking to me. But someone out there has a hard-on for her. So give her the mic. Let her see what she has to say. And you give her the mic. She's stumbling all over herself. She's not making any sense. But we're going to give them the mic because they're young and people like them. Look at history. Look at Pol Pot. Look at all these young people who were always pushing the cause. Young, dumb, and stupid. Look at what happened in 1979 during the Iranian hostage crisis. Those young University Iranians kidnapped the ambassadors. Young, stupid, and dumb listening to their leaders who knew absolutely nothing. And this is where we are. This is where we are, whereby we have these young people out front who don't know a damn thing about history or anything else. Give the the microphone to Ileana Omar. Let her see what she's going to say. Remember when she went to the border crying? I can't believe, look at what happened to the children. And now all of them have come here to America. And then what is the mayor of New York saying? Well, we're going to turn them out. We've got to kick them out of the shelter. So you might start seeing people sleep on the streets. He's okay with that. You know why? Because in the 70s they had it. People sleeping out over the streets, defecating on the streets. Turning America to a shithole country. The shithole that Trump talked about. And people, oh, I feel, I'm, I'm hurt. Why are you hurt? He's speaking the truth. Now fast forward, look at New York City, look at California, shitholes, people living on the streets, in tents. This is America? Well, why don't we take some of the money that we're sending to Ukraine and buy these people houses? Because that's what you want to do anyway. You want to keep them on the public ticket. You don't want them to go out and get jobs because you're sending your jobs overseas to create their middle class and no middle class here in America. Is anyone looking at this? Well, they certainly don't want to call it out. And we saw that was evident when they didn't want to make Jim Jordan the Speaker of the House. Oh, well, he's too hard. He's too rough. Little Jim Jordan. Oh, no, he's – he. oh, no, we don't want him. He's too hard-nosed. So what do you want, someone who's soft, someone who's going to roll over? You would think Republicans would run at that. But see, we got Republicans in the House who are also weak. Yeah, I'm going to call it out. We're going to call it out tonight because it's time to wake up. This is 2023, and our country is failing. And I said it the other night, I, Republicans, they've just lost the culture war. They've lost it. There's no need to be ashamed, ashamed about it, and there's no need to deny it. We have lost the culture war. You look all around you. You have radicals in our schools. You have radicals in every institution. Because Republicans refuse to stand up and call it out. But we have lost it. And if we want to regain it, then it's time to fight. It's time to get behind candidates who are strong enough to stand up. Because if we don't, we're going to continue to have people like Ilhan Omar, AOC, Ayanna Presley, that Bowman guy who pulled down the, uh, the lever, the fire alarm, and he's yet to be punished. They're yet to punish him. He's fine under the radar. Look at Jesse Somalette. He's yet to go to prison. Meanwhile, the January 6th protesters, they're getting all these long prison sentences. No one is going to touch the folks who went to the Rotonda supporting terrorist groups. No one is going to call them out. But you're going to call out the people on Jan 6th. You would think Republicans would be saying, wait a minute, this is wrong. You would think lawyers would call it out, but they're afraid. I don't even know if our Supreme Court justice would call it out. Maybe we should just divide the country red and blue and just say, you guys do what you want to do. We're going to do what we want to do. Because, Andrew, I'm telling you, I am sick and tired of what I'm seeing right now. And you know what? You go back and look at some of our shows. I called this. We called this. We said, beware. Just like we're calling the Speaker of the House, we're saying beware because Republicans aren't focusing. I know they have good intentions, but at some point in time, you got to get downright dirty and play the game the way the Democrats are playing it, Andrew.
0: Yeah, you got that right. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Rob and I did, and we're so happy we've tried Healthy Cell. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. You can absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. Go to HealthyCell.com, check out the great products, and you can save with the promo code Out Loud. We'll be back with more After Dark. With Robin Andrew on America Out Loud.
4: AmericaOutLoud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of
2: humanity.
3: Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio
0: want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out Out AmericaOutloud.shop, look for ASEA,
1: Andrew, we're at the last half of the show, and just still talking about the speaker fiasco and this whole war in Israel. And I, I do believe at times, I, I, sometimes I wonder if this was done by design by the Biden administration, because a lot of people, I, I spoke about this once before, there's a man that they're trying to make the ambassador of Israel, and he has, he's a questionable background. Because he is in, I'm looking through my notes. He he actually is a Iranian sympathizer. His name is Jack Lew. He was a 76 U.S. Secretary of Treasury, and they want him to be the ambassador of Israel. And I'm thinking, what the heck? And you know, people talk about how did Hamas pull this whole thing off, and then there's this guy Bob Malley who was responsible for this whole nuclear deal with Iran, he put it together for Barack Obama. And this guy is on leave from the State Department because he was caught with classified documents. And there's a possibility that some of those documents, he leaked them to Iran, which would tell Iran, or make Iran aware of some of Israel's soft spots, blind spots, that would allow Hamas to go in and attack. But here's the kicker. This is what's interesting about this. Bob Malley, and you guys should definitely look him up, U.S. representative for Iran, was instrumental in putting together the nuclear package for Iran, was relieved of his duties while he's been investigated because of potential having classified documents. Now, why aren't we hearing more about that? He wasn't entitled to those documents. And why is it that the documents that he more than likely had were given to Iran, and then we have this terrorist attack? Why isn't the media connecting the dots together with that? But they're all in for Trump, who had clearance, who was the president. Now, I don't care how many times you look at it and say, well, he should have gone to the skip. He should have got an authorization to get those documents back. You can say that all day long, but the bottom line that trumps everything is that he was the former president. He was the president. So, maybe it didn't look good, maybe he should have done it, but yet still, he was the president. And do you actually think he was going to give our foreign adversaries those documents? Now, the left tried to come out and say that, oh, well, maybe he gave them, he let the information leak, and that's the reason why they had this war or Hamas was able to go in and attack Israel. But then once we found out about Bob Malley, they killed that immediately. You know why? Because they didn't want people saying, wait a minute, maybe Bob Malley has something to do with it. And I think that he did. I think that Bob Malley has something to do with it. And I also think that Jack Lou. two names that you should look up. I also think that Barack Obama had something to do with this. Because remember, Barack Obama, when he got into office, he went into this appeasement stage with the Muslims. No, And we kept knocking for that. Because remember, Trump met with Kim Jong-un. But the difference is that Barack Obama went on an appeasement tour apologizing. For what? I don't know. Here's another history lesson for a lot of you. 1979, going back to, as I mentioned during the first block, the Iran hostage crisis whereby they kidnap Americans. Iran isn't our friend. Now, before this happened, before the Atolla overthrew the government, and we put in a puppet government, they were our friends. But once they the Atoli Kamani overthrew the government, he came in, and then everything went downhill. And from that day on, we were enemies with Iran. But Barack Obama tried to come in and say, oh, we're going to let you have nuclear weapons, and we're going to let you do this, we're going to let you do that. And Israel said, man, Iran said, screw you, we can do whatever we want to do. We'll tell you one thing, but we'll do another. Remember when they went to investigate, to inspect their nuclear uh what was it, warehouses, and they turned them away, and no one thought to push back? These are things that we need to think about. But see, these are things that these protesters rioters don't know about, because the media is basically telling them, oh, Israel, they're bad players. Remember, Barack Obama didn't even want to meet with Benjamin Netanyahu. He even went there or sent adversaries there to try to keep him from being elected prime minister at one point. And he even said, someone leaked it, he said that he didn't like the man. We know that Joe Biden didn't like him because when he came here recently, in October, early part of October, during the uh, the UN uh, Assembly, Biden wouldn't meet with him. They met in the hallway, exchanged pleasantries, and then moved on. Biden could have very easily invited him to the White House, but he didn't. Why is that? Showing the world that we don't care for Israel. You can do whatever you want to do. And then the moment they this war breaks out, Biden whoa, let me go to Israel. Now, some would say that Biden went there that was going to hamper the ground game because Israel was planning on moving in. But, of course, Benjamin Netanyahu received him. But when he went there, Biden was also supposed to go and visit Abbas Mahmoud, who is the prime minister of the Palestinians, who was also supposed to go to Jordan. And they all rebuffed him and said, no, you can't come here. We don't want to see you. The media downplayed it. We're not going to downplay it because that's huge. He went and saw Benjamin on taxpayer dime with the anticipation of seeing the other leaders, but they rebuffed him. Now, imagine had they done that to Trump. Well, for one, they wouldn't have done that because they would have been afraid of Trump. They would have said, oh, yeah, roll out the red carpet. But when we're dealing when they were dealing with Democrats, they can say we can do whatever because they're not going to do anything to us. Remember when Barack Obama went to China and they kept him on the tarmac for nearly two hours? That was a slap in the face. The world superpower on the tarmac waiting, and the media downplayed it. The same way they're downplaying the way the rest of the country view Biden as being weak, very weak, and that's the reason why Russia went into Ukraine. That's the reason why China is helping Russia. That's the reason why, more than likely, China is helping Iran, who's helping Hamas. And then you have Hezbollah on the other end, on the northern side of Israel, saying, oh, we're going to come in also and create havoc. Although Biden has said, don't do it, they're saying, screw you. You haven't denounced Hamas. We're going to do what we want to do. And by the way, look at the American citizens. They're cheering on Palestinian. They claim that they're doing it for the Palestinians, but they're actually doing it for Hamas. Everyone sees through it. They even have it happening in Europe. All these Western countries, Andrew, completely sold in and confused, whereas the Asian countries, Middle Eastern countries, they see what's happening. They're not dumb. And those are the countries that our children will have to compete against. But will we be able to? Absolutely not, because we're too busy learning about diversity and equity and about trans. Look at Biden's uh, – what was the woman's name? Richard Levin, going by Rachel Levin, running the Human Services Department, issued an edict that going forward, everyone working in the office must refer to people, and they, they must refer to them as the gender pronoun they want, and they must include it on their paperwork. They must include it on their paperwork. And see, that we've got to turn all the around when Republicans get into office, but they're busy fighting over who they want to be the Speaker of the House, as opposed to looking at what really matters. This will have a devastating effect on our children, on our future generation, a devastating uh, effect. And I don't think people are thinking it through. You would think the Republicans would be out sounding the alarms. You would think that our news outlets would be saying, this is how this is going to impact us in the future. But they're too busy looking at it and trying to say, well, this person doesn't like this, and Jim Jordan, he's too, he's too strict, and he's too this. We need that. We need discipline. We need someone who's going to go in and call balls and strikes as opposed to someone who's going to go in and stumble and mumble. We need that. We need it. Because if we had that, these people who are confused with their genders, they would stay in their own little corner. I'm not saying they can't work. But they wouldn't be out front trying to promote it. And it's one thing to say that I'm this way, but when you're out there trying to promote it, and Andrew, that's what they're doing. They're trying to promote it. Do you think that these people are going to be on the front lines fighting? No, they're not. They're afraid they'll break a nail. And China, they're laughing at us because they will eat our lunch. Biden said that we'll eat their lunch. <laughs> you're right. They will eat our lunch. And then say, give me the, some dessert next. They're not afraid of us. And... And that part of the country, fear is important. It's a part of respect. And that's the reason why Trump got so much respect, because they were afraid of him. They were terrified of him. Because they didn't know, maybe he is crazy. Maybe he will come down on us. Maybe he will release holy hell on us. Whereas that Biden guy, he's not going to do anything. Just like Obama. Obama in his red sand. If you guys do this, we're going to come after you. And they did it. And the media and Obama went to another room and looked the other way. Whereas with Trump, Trump said, if you touch an American, that will be it. Call them up on the phone and say, if you touch an American, you know what? I know exactly where you are right now. And that put fear in them. And that's the reason why he took out Soleimani. The man that the media wanted to describe as, oh, he was some great person. He was a student of history. When they did that, that should have been an indication that the media has gone nuts. And not only that, we have a lot of people here in America that have gone nuts. Look at the college campuses. Look at the professors. They're Marxist. They're communist. You know, we're all about diversity of thought, but look at their indoctrinating our children, and that is the reason why our children came out and support of Hamas they came out in support of Hamas because they don't know history they don't know the danger of Hamas and those same people will come here and will blow up America so all of those suburban moms who well we don't like Trump because he's so oh my god he hurts my feelings more than that is going to be hurt when Hamas gets through with you did you hear me more than that is going to be hurt When Hamas comes here and gets through with you, and all those gays and lesbians who are like, oh, no, you know, Republicans, they're mean. They don't like us. You wait until China comes over here and Hamas, you're going to be thrown off of buildings. You're going to be chopping your heads off. Oh, that's too graphic. How could you say that? You're scaring us. Exactly. I want to scare you because I need for you to wake up and realize what's happening is extremely dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. And those same, cho- those same kids that are out there protesting that death to Israel, and Israel needs to stop, and Israel needs to stand down, when Hamas comes after you, they're going to say the same thing, that you need to submit, and you need to shut up. It's interesting how the tables have turned so quickly. As I said in the opening, I'm not surprised, though. I'm not at all surprised, Andrew, when I see what's happening, because it was only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time that the true colors of the Democrats was going to come out. It was only a matter of time before they're going to show we really don't like Jews. We just want their vote. We want them to be afraid of Republicans. Because if we can get them afraid of Republicans, they'll continue to vote for us. We'll have their votes and we'll make them think that we like them. Meanwhile, every so often we'll let somebody come out and say something that they shouldn't say. And we'll say, oh, that's free speech. They're doing the exact same thing to blacks. Oh, we're going to give you reparations. Oh, vote for us. And every year when they celebrate the civil rights, it's the same old song and dance. Oh, we will overcome. Well, at what point will we overcome and we can say we've made it? It It'll never happen. And they don't want it to happen. They don't want it to happen. You know why? Because they want to keep your vote, just like they're doing Jewish people. We're coming up on an election in November, and if Democrats win, that shows you they don't care about their lives. Jewish people don't care about their lives. Black people don't care about their lives. We know the Democrats don't because they want criminals out on the streets. Oh, they'll arrest some people, but then they'll let others out. But they got to make certain that they punish the people in Jan 6 because we don't want them out there speaking the truth. Now, I know a lot of you heard about uh, what's her name, Sidney Powell, pleading guilty, and that guy, Chesabro, pleading guilty, misdemeanors. And some of you are thinking, oh, they're going to flip on Trump now. Oh, they're going to flip on Trump. Oh, they're going to flip. They're going to say this. They said the same thing about Mike Flynn, Andrew. He had nothing to present to them. And see, you have to understand our legal system, because a lot of times, remember, they just pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor, whereas they want to bring the whole holy hell down on Trump. A misdemeanor. And a lot of times people will plead, and black people should know about this, just to stop the bloodshed with them in their purse, their pocketbook, because the government has infinite resources. And of course, they're using our taxpayer dollars to go after you and to make your life live in hell. Remember Mike uh, Mike Flan, he had to mortgage his home. He had to get money from his 401k to get a good attorney. Look at what they're doing to Rudy Giuliani who got a lot of money. Look at what they're doing to Trump. They want to break Trump. Letitia Jennings, thousand 50 million uh, fine. It's like, are you serious? No one was hurt. What are you doing? So Sidney Powell and Chester, bro, they're probably looking at this and saying, we just want the bleeding to stop. We have no more money. We'll take a deal. We'll testify. We'll say whatever you want us to say. Now, you've heard of cases like that, especially black people. I testify. I said this because they told me that I would get less time. Same thing with these individuals. Sidney Powell, she won't have to go to jail, plead guilty to a misdemeanor, write a letter saying that she tried to do Whatever. Six years probation, and then she's free. Remember the guy who formed uh, Walk Away? He did the same thing. They wanted to bring charges up against him from Jan 6, and he said, okay, I'll plead guilty just to make this stop. But I know that I didn't do anything. And then they told him, plead guilty, then you can't talk about it. (laughs) Because they know that they were lying. They being the government. Look at our government, Merrick Garland. And have you noticed how quiet he's been lately? Because all the attention is now on the war in Israel. He's hoping that you've forgotten about his malfeasance. you've forgotten about the lies he's been telling. Where's 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 uh, Christopher Ray? Oh, they're all saying, oh, we've got to look at this because we think that there might be a target, there might be a terrorist attack. Now they want to scare you. And they're gonna blame it on Republicans. Anthony Blinken, a failed, a complete failed Secretary of State. A complete failure. So if anybody's going to vote for these people back in office, you get what you deserve. Like I said, the people that are being attacked by these criminals, and it's unfortunate. It is most unfortunate, but a lot of them voted for Democrats. And I'll say this one last thing. Remember the guy who got killed here recently in Brooklyn, New York? He was a strong advocate of defund the police. He and his girlfriend, they were coming back from a wedding party. And this black guy killed him, knifed him. And then she didn't want to identify him. Although she saw, I mean, it's on tape. He's right her face. They asked her to identify him. She said, like, oh, I can't do it. I don't know. Well, why? Well, because I don't want the guy to suffer anymore. Really? You know what I said? What if he had killed her? What if he had raped her? Would she still feel the same way? Oh, probably so. And these are the people that are out there voting. They get what they deserve. Because they're the ones who are bringing this chaos up on the land. And there's no one to call them out, like the media. When Black Lives Matter went to Atlanta and attacked their headquarters, I didn't feel sympathy for them. I'm like, because you guys got into bed with them. So you're getting what you deserve. So all this that this has befallen us because of these Democrats, I hope this scares them shitless. I hope this scares them to wake up and say, we need to vote another way. Because this ain't happening. This is not going to work, Andrew. It's simply is it going to work? God save America.
0: Yeah, very well said. Thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Robin and Andrew, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, wherever you stream, or you can go to News. We'll see you guys next time, and remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.